You're listening to The Sister Trill with Danai and Kiveli. Hello everyone, welcome back to The Sister Trill. I'm Danai. I'm Kiveli. And we just started a podcast. You might ask yourself, why is it called The Sister Trill? Because we haven't actually discussed that yet. We chose The Sister Trill because we're sisters and because the trill is a musical ornament that consists of two notes that <laughs> alternate so actually very specifically yeah can you Exactly. That, that's a beautiful trill. Thank you very much. It wasn't a particularly good <laughs> angle, to be honest with you. For all so, those uh, listening, I was like playing from a very dissatisfied, unsatisfying angle. Yeah, so just yeah exactly. But uh, this is what a trill is, and this is why we we felt like this is a good name, the sister trill. There we go. And today we will be talking about a subject that is uh, something that we have talked about very, very often. Something mm-hmm. I would say that is very... Uh, emotional for us and yes. it is the feeling of the position that you're in in the sibling category so are you the older sibling or are yeah. are you the younger sibling? and in how far whether you're the younger or whether you're the older whether you like what you benefit from your kind of birth order position what uh, kind of is harder for you because you're the younger Or the older one, because you're the younger one. And we've spoken about it, obviously, because uh, I'm the younger one. I'm four years younger than Danai. Exactly. And I am of the opinion that, generally speaking, uh, the younger sibling has a tougher time in most situations than the older okay. one. So this is And what we'll be talking about. You are of the opinion that... I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily of the opinion that it's always harder to be the older one but I think there are many situations where it is harder to be the older Mm -hmm. one and also it it depends on the situation I mean we'll totally get into it I also researched some facts that might be interesting and just fun to Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. uh, hear but yeah I think that it it is something that is interesting to anyone who has siblings and also there is of course the fact of the middle children which we don't really Yes. Have. I mean, we do have a, a brother, half-brother, who is 10 years younger than me, so 14 exactly. years younger than you. But we didn't you. grow up together. Exactly, we yeah. didn't grow up together, and so that's why it's very difficult to like see me as the middle child. I had yeah. very much the younger child upbringing. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so before we get into everything, um, I thought it would be nice to like hear some facts. Uh-huh. Um, and the first, so I have it here on my iPad, in case you're wondering. Um, so the first interesting fact... Uh, It, it's concerning the older siblings. Okay. Is that generally older siblings seem to be the higher achievers in life and in education. Mm-hmm. So um, when it comes to the work and education, they, they seem to be the ones that are just more successful. Mm-hmm. So, so some details. Firstborns are... 24% more likely to land top manager positions. So like be a CEO mm-hmm. or something like that. And... Um, Second and thirdborns are much less likely mm-hmm. to do that. And some famous firstborn CEOs, for example, are Elon Musk, Whoopsie. Jeff Bezos, Whoopsie. and Richard Branson. So quite interesting. All firstborns that obviously made it um, very far. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So what, what do you think about that? Okay. So um, first of all, I would, I would like to say that I do think that the whole like older, younger thing, there is like a balance to it. Like obviously older siblings have some things that are work in their favor in their upbringing and younger siblings also have some things that work in their favor. However, generally speaking, I do think that the issues, like the benefits of younger siblings is more on like the practical side mm-hmm. and the problems for younger siblings are more on the psychological side, which in my mind does make it generally harder. In terms of the top earners, I have to say that I've also heard that uh, other top earners like Bill Gates, I think, is a middle child. And... I don't remember, there were like some other very like famous CEOs that were middle children. Then the argument was, yes, because they had to always kind of work for attention yeah. and be patient. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, they are I'm going to get into children. that. I'm going to get into that. I just have that general <laughs> knowledge tapped in. <laughs> um, so, so generally, I, mean, I think that 
What's interesting is that it really is the social hierarchy because um, it's not like it's genetic or biological yeah, just because no. you're the firstborn. Because in families where, for example, the first sibling passed away or was given mm -hmm. up for adoption, the then second sibling became. suddenly stepped up and became that older sibling with the same with character the same. traits. And I think that... The, I mean, and this is like scientific Yeah, no, study. no, I totally yeah. get it. And I think that one thing that I... I'm totally sure about, and I've also noticed with your children, and I mean, your children are less than two years apart. Yeah. Uh, and I've also read in terms of older and younger siblings is that the reason why older siblings are much more likely to be intellectually further than the younger ones is because these super important first years uh, that are so important, like in how your mind is shaped, yeah. they have the undivided attention of the parents. Exactly. Yeah. This is actually like the next point. It says it has to do with mom and dad. I mean, obviously yeah. and it it says that the research found that parents are stricter with their firstborns mm -hmm. and which really wasn't the case in our upbringing I well no wait what she I'm sorry I'm sorry you think that no. our mom was stricter just with because you, you were more me? of a rule breaker it doesn't mean that she wasn't strict with me she was super strict with me she let so many more things slide with you you were allowed to do things that I like was what? not what was allowed I because I can from only think of the things, things I wasn't allowed from to do simple things like food like like for example if you only ate one like we had this thing we had to eat two fruits yeah. <laughs> in the afternoon if you only ate one it was fine it wasn't even a question right. for me to leave one out like not yeah, at all but I if mean you didn't practice whatever 10 minutes of piano, whatever it was. Yeah, Kiveli's rebellious. For Excuse me, me, what do you mean Kiveli's rebellious? If I didn't practice 10 minutes of piano, you, but you the could. day was over. <laughs> no, I mean, she was angry at you, but you could somehow manage to do it. For me, it wasn't even a question well, I could, to break the rules. It wasn't even yeah, but that a question. That, but that, that, that was not because she was stricter with you. That was because you t always tended to kind of accommodate no, her it was more than expected. I did. It was expected of me and okay, we're gonna also fine. get more into that you but it felt was that it was expected yeah. and maybe yeah. and therefore it was but I would like to say that in terms of what you said that I was allowed more things I was never allowed to go out the way you were allowed to go out when I got older mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to have half a year abroad the same way that you did and of course that was also uh, because of other things other reasons yeah. but uh, I but if we're talking about the early childhood years the I early mean, you're right about but the I later think, ones. I think that, and, and I'm not sure whether there is like a study on that, but I think that older siblings are afforded trust much earlier than younger siblings. Maybe, yeah, trust and because... And what responsibility. I, I was going to say maybe responsibility because trust, I'm not so sure because I read that um, the, the younger siblings have less adult supervision, which in a way is trust. Mm -hmm. They trust you to be able to survive alone, mm -hmm. which is the same thing that I'm also doing with my younger kid. Of course, mm -hmm. I trust him earlier than I trust the older one because I kind of have to. But yes, I give more responsibility to the older one. So you're definitely right. Mm -hmm. The older ones are mm -hmm. given the gift, mm -hmm. let's say, okay. gift and burden of responsibility. I'm just going to go ahead and say responsibility is a gift if you know what to do with it. All okay. Right. So, um, but let's go through some more okay. statistics. So and then the second, the second let's point. Let's get to all my traumas. Okay. <laughs> The, the second point for older siblings is one that's going to trigger you so much. But uh, firstborns tend to have higher IQs. Oh, I know that. That can't trigger me because I'm already aware of that. And they're more and dutiful got... and cautious. So, mm -hmm. I mean, those are not necessarily positive things, the cautious one. But right. higher IQs is I know that. I know that. And I think that's okay. from all... I, I've, I read a bit about like the scientific uh, science behind the whole thing as well. And I think that's the clearest indicator of all like the character ones are less clear mm -hmm. less um like you, you, you they're like the findings are less clear but so the iq am finding, i more intelligent than you are can we well, just settle we this are the exception we are the exception to the rule okay um, we have to do like a live iq test <gasps> on we should this, do that we should do a live iq <laughs> test yes because i've only ever done like an online like a paid but online iq test i've never done like yeah. i don't know i don't know where you, where do you go to like get your iq i don't test? know i mean as you know, I did one when I was very young because yeah. I was kind of like asked to do it. Yeah. And I also did one actually when I was studying with... Um, All right. Yeah. So you I remember did remember your number then? Or should yeah. we say it? Maybe it's no, let's number, not say it. It's, it's like... I mean, it was high and it's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing a little bit for me to say. Okay, I get it. Anyway, oh, yeah. so 
that's that. Okay, now let's get into two interesting scientific facts about younger siblings. Mm-hmm. Okay, so younger siblings are used to fighting for attention. That's clear, I think. And aren't afraid to break the rules and redefine success. So they're often more rebellious. Mm-hmm. Rewrite the rules, which in the business world translates into them being bigger risk takers, mm-hmm. which I would say is definitely true for the two of us. Like mm-hmm. if you compare us, you're the bigger risk takers. Um, and they said like lastborns are, and and in this scientific thing, they're talking about lastborns because the young, like yeah, yeah, the yeah, youngest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if there are five kids, like the fifth mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, so lastborns are more likely to reinvent a company entirely mm-hmm. instead of reforming it or improving what already is. So just like destroy it and build it up from Tear scratch. Tear down this wall, basically. Um, Got it. For example, Mark Zuckerberg is a lastborn. Okay. So like in inventor of something new, yeah. Yeah, some yeah, completely yeah. Uh, new idea. Um, yeah, so that's the first fact. I mean, I don't know if you want to like I mean, elaborate I think, to be honest, that. I think that right now, apart from the IQ thing, <laughs> everything has been pretty spot on. I mean, okay, yeah. you're, not a, you're not doing a managerial job. No, no. <laughs> but I mean, you are definitely more conscientious than I am. By the way, interesting. More uh, cautious than I am. Yeah, that uh, our father is a firstborn. And oh, yeah. actually I would was like to, a maybe, CEO. Yes, maybe I should say something about the reason why this... <laughs> conversation always ends up like in a kind of you know passionate <laughs> situation because i am surrounded by firstborns true. on true. all fronts our dad is a firstborn first our, of four first of four it's pretty intense. Our, our mom was actually an a single child. an only child but she cannot you know obviously identify with a younger sibling no more um, older than younger. you are also a firstborn um, My boyfriend is a firstborn. Exactly. Your boyfriend is a firstborn. I mean, up until a couple of years ago, your child, okay, your children, obviously, are out of the conversation. Yeah. But every time we have this conversation, usually within the family unit, no one is a younger sibling. So everyone talks about the tough responsibilities of yeah. having to fight for a later curfew, and also our- which is like big whoop. <laughs> and at the same time, like, yeah, guys, but you are even allowed to go out when no one else is allowed to go out yet. And so anyways, and also our, our German grandmother, our father's mother, also was the firstborn, firstborn of so six, first of six. You guys just have no idea what you're talking about, basically, which is anyway, the reason. <laughs> you could invite Facebook. Uh, you, could, uh, you could invent Facebook, just saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm gonna invade something a bit better than Facebook, <laughs> something more successful. <laughs> so the second interesting fact is that second, uh, not second, lastborns are of, um, often funnier. Like not often, actually, scientifically, the funnier people. Ricky Gervais is a younger one. Uh, interesting. I didn't have him, but I, think, I have some yeah. other comedians here. Yeah. So funnier, more intuitive, more charismatic than their older siblings, more relaxed and more easygoing. All- true they're likelier <laughs> i mean i would actually agree with that by the way i mean it is true you are more easygoing you are funnier uh, i'm not sure if i'm funnier but no but you are more intuitive for sure yeah and it says they are likelier to be a writer artist or comedian especially comedian for example stephen colbert is the youngest of 11 siblings what? Yes. 11. Um, yeah. Jesus. Um, because they have to understand people around them in order to get into their heads. Because as yeah. the youngest sibling, you have to somehow understand the minds of the people and then trigger them. In order to even get one hug. <laughs> and it says it speaks about the ability to get inside other people's heads. You can't write a powerful poem if you don't deeply understand what moves your potential readers. Right. No, I think what, what is spot on in all this is the fact that I am much more of an attention seeker than you are, which I think was somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, And definitely this rebellious nature. I have much more of a rebellious nature. And you are much more organized and conscientious. And I think you could definitely pull off a, like a CEO type yeah. position. I mean, you know, and, very and difficult I, to say, but I think so. I mean, yeah, the CEO thing, I mean, we are both not in traditionally successful yeah. jobs. So this is not really true for us, but I would say I have more of the character for it than, yeah. than yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. And the, the younger siblings are often entertainers, and I would say you have more of an entertainer. Pres- I think, okay, denies younger older definitely one of the kids just woke up so sorry for the little interruption uh, that was just one of my kids crying because it's nighttime right now the only free sister time that we really have um, stuff. but it felt um, right didn't it it did feel right. 
week. I had some other nice facts that I wanted to go through before we go okay, into the hardships. Okay, okay, Lay them um, on me. Yeah. Having an older sibling can make you shorter, which is not true for us because you are taller than yeah, I am. I mean, like one centimeter. But, but apparently, <laughs> apparently in families of, let's say, five kids, the kids get consecutively really? shorter the younger they are. It's just are. that bad sperm. It's just the best <laughs> sperm goes out in the beginning and then it just gets gradually worse. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, obviously not true for us. So, yeah. And then an interesting one, which is actually kind of sad, is that apparently parents do have a favorite sibling. When when parents are asked, you have a favorite, and of course the professional answer is always no, it's actually not true. Mm-hmm. Parents do have a favorite, and it tends to be the older one. Well, I think we should now stop this episode. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, 74% of fathers said it's the older one. 70% of mothers said it's the older one. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty intense. I mean, if I was asked now whether I have a favorite kid, would I, like in my most honest mm-hmm. moment, would I say my older kid is my favorite? I don't think so. Maybe they're also too young for they're me too. too young yet. yet. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's interesting. Do you this feel part- like our parents had a favorite? You? I mean, um, our mother, probably, yes. <laughs> I think so. it's so difficult to say because I think for our father, there was actually a bit of a difference because of the distance. And mm-hmm. then our brother grew up with my father yeah. far more present there. I still don't think that, you know, our brother was his favorite or anything like that. No, no, no. He never made us feel that way. I don't know if there's like a hidden favorite inside of him. Yeah. Um, I do think, okay, if we, if we just purely for us, I think you are more similar to Papa than I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that you have more in common. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that translates to him liking you more subconsciously. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I've never felt less or, you know, yeah, yeah, more yeah. liked by yeah. him. With our mother, it was a bit more complicated because she had us in such You're more similar to her. I'm more similar yeah. to her. And she <clears throat> she had us in such, <laughs> uh, such different roles. Like she cast roles for us growing up. You yeah. know, you were the responsible, sensible angel. angel and I was the rebellious, um, rule-breaking devil. devil. Angel, devil. Exactly. But I never felt that there yeah. was a favorite in terms of like how much she loved one person more. I do think that she was much more frustrated okay. with me than she was with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Actually, uh, is it last? Yeah, last yeah. I have actually one more um, paper that I read on a very interesting test, which would have kind of applied to us actually, is that the kids of firstborns uh, usually have a uh, higher educate like uh, are are better educated have a higher degree in the end than the kids of second born uh-huh and we are kids of first born. we are kids of first born <laughs> and uh like just in terms of gpa for example we had the best gpa within mm-hmm. the like cousin tree you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and our household was i would say the most academically inclined household yeah yeah, yeah. within to, like, the family within the within yeah. my dad's like big family Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so do you want to now get into pros and cons of the younger or of the older? You you choose. I mean, I feel like the pros and cons of the older are going to be a quite short list. So I think that probably a con is being um, being given the responsibility for fights earlier on. Well, I mean, since you're mentioning the keyword responsibility, I think that is actually one of the main cons is the more responsibility. I mean, cons? this is... No, this is obviously... To be fair, this is both a pro and a con, of course. I mean, there is the pro side because you feel important, you feel accomplished, you feel Mm -hmm. able to do Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. Because when trust is given, trust is earned. And Mm -hmm. this is really the Mm -hmm. uh, secret of the older sibling. So, yes, this is the pro side. And I think that, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say for me... That is the main thing because this trust is given, trust is earned. Of course, I understand that, you know, having responsibility early on also creates a feeling of pressure of having to live up to that responsibility. Mm -hmm. I understand the concept of pressure, but I think that the pressure of the younger sibling, which is 
it, I, I can just say it from my perspective. My perspective was that because you said pressure to kind of excel at things and be, be given I mean, that responsibility. You have and when, one, and, and, okay, and, yeah. and I have to say that for me, it, <laughs> having to earn my attention. <laughs> so for me, it was, I had to be at least as good as you. I had yeah. to be as good as you or better as for you. For sure. This is one of the main cons. Done. Yeah. You have to, so I get your at pressure. Or outdo. You have to outdo. Plus your, more, you know, in terms of For me, you success. have the number one pressure is, to fulfill your parents' expectations. Because you are the older sibling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You are the first one. You have to fulfill their expectations, which are, let's say, high. I mean, obviously, they're high. So this is pressure number one. Then pressure number two is you don't only have to do that, but you also have to set an example for the younger sibling. Mm -hmm. So you have pressures into both directions. Fulfill the expectation of the older, which is what you also have as a mm -hmm. younger, but also be the perfect person for the younger one. And between those two, there is no room for you to like maybe goof around or maybe also make a mistake. You're not allowed to make a mistake as the older sibling. I mean, I think that that is your specific psychological makeup kind of it's also here going in the general into research. <laughs> <laughs> it's right here. Really? Does it say yes. like there's no room there's for mistakes? There's much more pressure on you, on you as the oldest to set an example for the younger ones and to be the mature and responsible one in every situation. Mm -hmm. When something does go wrong or someone does something bad, it's usually you who gets the majority of the blame because you should have known better. Also true. Mm -hmm. When we were gone and let's say uh, we would be talking about our practice our piano yeah. practice was monitored yeah. not only did i have to monitor my practice i had to monitor kiveli's practice True. and if we came but back and kiveli didn't play well it was my fault <laughs> because i didn't make her practice okay i told i it's totally totally understand that okay. however the, the you can say that maybe when you're younger that kind of also i also noticed this again with your children this whole idea like you know how about you give him this toy? He doesn't understand it. But the situation is the kind of infantilization of the younger yeah. sibling that's going on for me is a far worse stigma to carry as you go into adulthood mm -hmm. than having the pressure and kind of uh, whether you like it or not, yeah. having to fulfill your, your potential as much as possible because, because that sets you, you up stay the baby that's what you're exactly, saying because you yeah. stay the baby and because mm -hmm. that sets you up for life you know yes life has pressures yeah. in life's you know of course there is room for mistakes but the less mistake the, the more mistakes you can avoid or learn from them when they're still not big mistakes the, the better it is for you so i feel yet yes it might be uh, kind of there there might might be higher expectations on you or you might feel that way from your parents to kind of excel in certain yeah. things and also be a good example but being a good role model is a good quality to have later in life it's like something that's like you get the harder thing in the beginning and then later in life you're far better equipped to become the best possible version of yourself as a younger sibling although i would argue that it's that's the same for both situations the harder situation that you have that you then you know do with uh, outwit with charm and being funny and finding yeah, your way to yeah, appeal, but, but also but serves you later in life yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, if if you decide to go in this in this direction, if you decide to go into the entertainment direction, or just or even in your social life, in your social life, the, the truth is that when it comes to, for example, the way you view yourself and your capabilities, um, I felt. I mean, obviously, it's not very tragic, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I remember, like, the fact that trust was never given to me as readily and as easily as it was mm -hmm. given to you led to the fact that I kind of presumed that I wasn't able to handle certain yeah. responsibilities. No, that I, I understand suddenly, that. That when suddenly I, I had them automatically because I moved out and I was by myself, suddenly I was like, well, I'm just not going to take the trash out. Why? Because... I never took the trash out before because mm -hmm. then I always had to take, I mean, this is obviously a very specific, you know, example. specific small <laughs> example. And I had to learn to take the, like to be responsible enough to yeah. take the trash out because obviously I'm able to, but no one, no one ever gave me the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Older siblings get, and it's so important in your life to get the benefit of the doubt. And I think that, Obviously, on like the general scale with us, we both had enough, uh, I would say, positive and we both voluntarily uh, faced challenges that instilled a basic amount of, okay, we're able to handle with anything that mm -hmm. we're willing to handle, that it was never like, you know, I, I, I was suddenly unaware of what I could do with my life. Yeah. It was never that. But th there were like definitely certain areas where I had to learn for myself 
that I was able to take responsibility yeah. for them and that it was nice to take responsibility for them you know that and I was you, worth taking responsibility for them yeah and for sure I mean you have a, like a stigma attached to that that you somehow carry with you for the rest of your life and I also have a stigma attached to me this whole mm -hmm. pressure and having to be perfect that I carry with me for the rest of my life but yeah. um Okay, let's get in some more points. So okay. another con that is often listed for older siblings is that your parents are stricter on you, which I would completely agree with. We already kind of touched upon yeah. it. And yeah. I mean, it's true that in our specific situation, in especially in the later yeah. years, but I think that's not the typical sibling dynamic yeah. because... But let's talk is, about our dynamic because that's No, but <laughs> because, because what is also true is, for example, with the stricter, we had the same bedtime. Always. Okay, and that, we are getting four, to that. You're going to that We situation. are four yeah. years mm -hmm. apart. Mm -hmm. And because we were in the same master classes with mm -hmm. the same people and age didn't really play a role in that setting of master classes, of piano master mm -hmm. classes, of course, that was a special situation. So we weren't going out with our same age yeah. trends, but with a whole range yeah. of yeah. ages. Yeah. But the fact is that, let's say I was 17 and you were 13 and we were partying in the same way. So mm -hmm. I would feel like this is much less strict on okay. you. Okay, so I mean, uh, f f a couple of points. Like, let me let, let we can, we're most equipped to talk about our situation, right? Yeah. Okay, so the situation was like this, in my opinion. We carried the same amount of responsibility in these masterclasses. Basically, the mentality of the masterclasses was simple. It was, you work very hard during the day, you practice, you had lessons in front of audiences, and in the evening we had these performance practices where we basically had to play under high amounts of pressure to kind of prepare us for the stage, and then those would end around, I don't know, nine, ten, something like that, and then we would all still go out together and we started doing those when we were seven and 11. So we were very and young. And we weren't partying at and seven we weren't and partying. <laughs> But from a very early age, I mean, definitely when I was about 10. Yeah, when, not when I was 10. When you were 14. Not when I was 10. Not when you were 10. So in any case, from those early times, uh, we kind of, you know, naturally obviously went to the restaurants with everybody. We obviously didn't drink. There was no like, you know, we weren't going through crazy drinking party <laughs> situations, but we were up and we were enjoying ourselves with everyone else. And the rate, I would say the ages of the people we were with would be, I would say one or two people that was in your age group, which was already four years older than me. And then the rest of them, like when I was 10 Above 18. or 9, like, above 18, yeah. which at the beginning was a significant... Student, student age. Student age, yeah. So that was definitely extreme. So the way I experienced that, because I remember very clearly the one time that I believe you kind of tried to experiment and nudge our mother in the direction where I had to suddenly go to bed like one and a half hours earlier the than you. The fair direction. Um, the one, yes, but it's... Okay, it really cannot be taken in the same situation as, for example, at home, where you would go to clubs after you turned 16 and were allowed to go, and I wouldn't. And I found, I never felt unfairly treated. That's because you legally couldn't get in. No, no, I mean, but it's a, not, a, a, it's a not 12 year just, old in a no, club is no, not no, possible. No, it wasn't just that. It was because your school friends were all around the age group that went because out. Because actually, wait, hang on, hang the on. I know what you're going to say. Where you could get in, which was like carnival night. You did. Okay, yeah. <laughs> hang on, hang on. No, but I'm talking about the habit, not the one exception, because you would go out with your friends who were all but, in, I mean, going out impossible. age. No, go, but even if it would have been possible, I wouldn't have been the one going out with your school friends that I didn't know, you know? You were even at a sleepover with my friends once. Because okay. that was possible. Okay, yes. Yeah, okay, fine. I, I get your point, but I just try to say, generally speaking, it's not just because it wasn't possible. Because if you would go to, like, a, a birthday party of a friend that was not in a club, I still wouldn't come with you, obviously. Because these were, like, you know, this was your but same age But, I mean, age really, group. whenever it was when, possible, when, Yeah, but were when there. we're talking about masterclass, it wasn't age-defined. It was kind of talent-defined. You know, everyone who was mm -hmm, there was mm -hmm. there because we were playing the piano and learning about that and everything. So it felt, I remember, I, I mean, I was thinking to myself, I'm doing everything like everyone else. I'm practicing the exact same amount of time. I'm having the same type of lessons in front of the same audiences. I'm playing, you know, in the same high pressure situations. Mm -hmm. Why should I participate in the kind of, you know, challenging aspect, but not in the letting loose aspect? But here's the thing. When I was, let's say, 12 mm -hmm. and you were eight. There was nothing going on. So I remember this one masterclass in Bukabuk where there was this billiard yes. bar type thing. So when I was 12 and you were eight, we were not going there because my mom, as a 12-year-old, deemed me too young to go there. Mm -hmm. But when I was 16 and mm -hmm. you were 12, 
we were going there. And when I was 12, I was also doing the exact same things that everyone was doing. But still, you got to do it earlier. Just You got to do it when I was allowed to do it. You always got to do it when, when I did the next step. That's yes, what but, I mean. But, the, but again, again, with this situation that you were saying, that's also due to the fact that when you were 12, there were about four or five more people that were in your age group, and therefore we were doing things with them. You remember? Like there were... Okay. You know, so therefore we were doing, I mean, I don't know, should we say, is it, should, is it bad to say names? Not bad to say names. No, we don't need to no, say I mean, names. No, I mean, we were, we, we were, names. we don't need to no. say names. Okay. Uh, in any case, like there were, there were a couple of uh, also very young students that were around your age, meaning like 12, 13, you were 11, I was seven. <laughs> and so we were doing things with them. And I mean, generally speaking, it doesn't really, you know, like these things, I was allowed to do the same things when you were allowed to I do I mean, them. I think that is a fact that you that is a experienced fact, things earlier. That is a fact, but it's also, it happened I don't know very if it's better organically. Or worse, it happened very, or it wasn't like you were suddenly doing, you know, it wasn't like you were doing these things and I was like, okay, I want to now, you know, go and, and would you say, sleep over at a guy's place at 13. Would you, know? you say that, that you, like, do you have the feeling that you experienced certain things too early? Yes. I do. But that is not because of the, because I was allowed to go earlier than you, mm -hmm. because I, the things that I feel I experienced too early started when I, you know, my main kind of friends were our, our student friends. He was basically... So you had, you would say you'd had two old friends? I, like my friends were way. too old. My yeah, friends yeah, were too old. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Because basically what happened is we would go to school quite normally during the week. Oh my God, I shouldn't touch this. Um, <laughs> quite normally during the week. And then on the... We when I turned seven and then I was um, 11, we started studying with this very acclaimed piano professor, Professor Karl-Heinz Kemmerling, who um, gave lessons in Hanover, which was about two and a half to three hours by train away from where we lived. So we, would, we used to go every weekend to the university to get lessons from him and kind of uh, do the pre-college programs that the university offered and then next to that about I would say six to seven times a year Mm -hmm. especially during the summer season. There were master classes in various beautiful little places in the world that would be like intense music education sessions where they would go one to two weeks and we would live in, you know, in a hotel close to live, stay in a hotel or like a, a kind of, I don't know, like some of them were like in castles and we would all, like all the students would say, stay in the castle and like, 20 pianos would be brought into the castle and as I said practicing all day every day lessons um, practice performance in the evening and then fun you know and the people that uh, we hung out with most were the students of Professor Karl-Heinz Kemmerling who obviously uh, there was a range of ages and I would say there were he had some younger people but younger was not seven younger was you know 12 13 14 so about the nice age when she started and then later when I turned 12 and 13 there was again some younger people one person who was also my age and then most of them were obviously university student ages which means 18 and above so in the beginning the the chasm was huge the gap was huge it was like over 10 years mm -hmm. and then in the end it was i was like maybe about 12 13 and most people were 18 19 which is still a big gap yeah. but um, I, i do think that the dynamic between us with these typical things like you have more freedom your parents are less strict on you the typical things that we hear about yeah. younger siblings was enforced due to that situation it was even stronger because as yeah. you said had we been in just in school and you with your friends it wouldn't have been that much probably no but I, Again, I want to stress that in the normal kind of arenas where we hung out with our age uh, group, the rules were enforced that way. Another actually example no, that I just it, came up with was, for example, Molivos. Mm -hmm. In Molivos, scratch the fact that at some point we kind of hung out with the same people, but there were like a few summers where we had different friends, you know, according to yeah. our ages, and you were allowed to stay out longer than me. You were allowed to, I remember but this I, one. This must have been really rarely. I don't remember no, because, this being such a regular Well, thing. that's because we were going to Molivos very rarely because we only had okay. like three, four days of this, you know, amazing, beautiful holiday, and then the rest of the summer we would be doing masterclasses. Therefore, it would happen rarely. But in these three, four days... In these few years where that happened, so maybe, you know, like eight times in our lives, five times. <laughs> that did happen. And because then it was natural. 
And you're really offended by it. No, 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 I'm not offended by it. I think it's appropriate. I think that's correct. The same way that I think it's correct that when you were 16, 17, you started going out on the weekends and I was staying home, obviously, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's totally fine. I think that's the way it should be. But when it came to the way it was when we were out doing age, you know, like... Uh, independent things mm -hmm. that then it just really felt weird because I was doing every like the, the people you would be you would be which you know I, we did do everything together you would be hanging out with were just as much my friends as they were your friends you know yeah uh, so, so you're, you're saying because you had the same responsibilities you feel like it was same fair. responsibilities and also the same friends the same like it, it, it was like yeah every it, it would, would have almost been like I would have been excluded from chunks of connecting with our friends otherwise so mm. I know that you think I should have been like kind of kept away from certain things because obviously, I mean, I also don't want to deny, I also, there were also negative consequences of that. When yeah. you said like, do I believe I experienced certain things too early? I definitely think that I was aware of certain things too early and that mm -hmm. led to insecurities and self-doubt later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the pros that are listed for younger siblings is you knew all the cool stuff before your friends. And I think this is definitely something that is true for you. And I remember you telling me that you actually experienced it as kind of a, a con because at mm -hmm. school, then you would be like, hey, this and this is cool, you know, with the older people. Mm -hmm. And people would be like, what are you talking mm -hmm. about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it was a very in, uh, exasperated exacerbated situation yeah, yeah. with with me in terms of how quickly I uh, identified more with significantly older people. Yeah. So it, it's definitely not the norm. I don't think that, you, you know, you can take it from that. I, I, for example, I remember that when Facebook came out, um, there was a, an age, I don't remember when it first came out, but the first time I heard of it, there was an age restriction of 13 years old yeah. on Facebook. And at the same time, there were these other platforms called SchülerVZ and StudiVZ in Germany. And StudiVZ was for students and SchülerVZ was the big thing in my class. And that when you started going to Facebook and Facebook had all these like other features that Shulafaut said didn't. And I went to my class and I was like, guys, Facebook is so much cooler. Like, as soon as we're 13, we all have to go. And everyone was like, no, but we love Shulafaut said. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, like obviously not yeah, yeah. the right crowd. So um, I, it was definitely tough for me that I identified with the interests of older people yeah. so much more effortlessly than with younger mm -hmm. You know, with with with, not with, yeah, with my age group. Yeah. But that, thank God, I mean, it took a lot of work and and self reflection. Changed when when I started studying and I was finally in an age appropriate group, mm -hmm. and at the same time sharing the interests that I already had had for the past six years. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about a different point that is also like has a bit of a pro and a, and a con attached mm -hmm. to it for the younger sibling, which is that you're basically never a nobody and this can be positive and negative mm. because of course yes mm -hmm. everyone associates you with let's say your sister in mm -hmm. this case but also many doors are already open especially if your sister has left a good impression then people immediately associate something good with you in school for example mm -hmm. teachers already have an idea of who you are you don't need to fight as hard to mm -hmm. pave the way what, mm -hmm. what do you think about that I mean I, I totally agree with that I, I, I remember that And I, I get what you mean with it being a pro and a con. And it's far easier to, of course, especially when you're young and from the perspective of a, you know, through puberty going girl, the cons are much more in your face than, than the pros when you look at it. Um, so I, I remember that when I started school, everyone knew who, who like all the teachers already, yeah. many of them knew who I was. Also, not only because you were already in school for four years at that point in that school, but also because you and I, like, you at that point, only you had had already, you know, played at the school. You had, like, you and our mom had created this concert series at the yeah. school, which means that anyway, people knew who you were, not only the teachers that were actually teaching you. So kind of uh, automatically... They also knew who I was and I was also playing the piano. I remember I'd played in one of those concert series before I even started at yeah, the school. I remember So that. there was all of that situation. But I also remember um, on the other side that you were always very good in school. And I was also good in school, especially later. But in the beginning, in elementary school and in the first years of uh, secondary school, 
I was not as good as you. Which, by the way, is not to say bad. Yeah, I was going to say, had, now, I mean, you, you were good. No, but I mean, you had straight A's more than B's. Mm-hmm. And I had more B's than A's. I remember yeah. just exactly Big that. Big deal. No, and, and it was a huge deal to mm-hmm. me. It was a huge but deal to But to me. you personally, no one made it a deal. Well, you might say that, but I remember this one situation. Um, actually, I just remember it where it was in elementary school. And my teacher, who was also your teacher, yeah. you know, like class teacher. Yeah. I had written uh, a C, I would say you would call it, mm-hmm. in... Um, Writing, dictate, dictate, yeah. you know, dicta- dictation, dictation, yeah. and orthography. There was always this situation where our mom would sometimes drive the teacher home because, oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or like, or to a certain place because yeah. it, when she got older. And anyways, and I remember after I got back that that scene, and my mom was driving her home, she said something like. Um, like, ah, let's see if you'll also make it into this good secondary school like Danai did. I don't remember Danai writing C's. What she said? Uh? She said that. I swear to you. I remember it to this day. She didn't say it in like a, a derogatory way. I, sh- I think she kind of said it almost in a teasing way. But remember, I took that and I was like, mm-hmm. But I mean, but you were a good student. This is of course I was a good student, but, but it's just you were a very good student. And and the, the other thing, and of, and of course, no, I remember I'm that. I'm shocked. <laughs> no, I no. mean, also from the teacher. And I mean, also be kind of you know like edged on by my, our mom and okay, everything. So yeah. you know, the way it, it, it wasn't. Whoa. It sounds like it felt much more inappropriate to me than it was actually meant. in the moment, or than mm-hmm. it was meant. But I remember that. And the other thing I remember was that I think that you are. We, were, we we actually ended up both being identically good in school. Like we both, but I remember the situation. I remember two things. The first thing was you graduated with uh, what would be the like 4.0 GPA, which is the best possible GPA you mm-hmm. can get. In, in Germany, it's 1.0. And I was going to ninth grade at the time. And I was doing very good, you know, I wasn't doing bad at all. But in 10th grade, um, for me, the period started where things started counting towards that final grade, because the grade kind of, you know, is a complicated procedure of how it happens. And I remember when you got that 4.0, I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And the second thought that I had was, okay. I, I have need, to get I it. need to do that as well now. Mm-hmm. I have to get the four. Like there is no, like how, my thought was how embarrassing it will be mm-hmm. if I don't get it. Like what will our parents say? I've got one kid with a 4.0 and one kid with a 4.2. And I'm like, you know, like mm-hmm. that. And I know that that is in my head. That's not how they would feel. But it just felt like that it had to happen. And yeah. I remember that in this, um, in this final, like the actual, uh, Abitur, it's called in Germany, not what, what is it, like the final grade exams. Grade levels. The final examinations, I remember I went into them and when I got, when I finally also got the 4.0, it, of course I was, the, the main, re, uh, the main feeling was not success, it was relief. Mm-hmm. It was, thank God, I mean, how embarrassing would it have been if I wouldn't have gotten the 4.0, you mm-hmm. know? So if it makes you feel better, I felt the exact same way just for different reasons because okay. I had to be the perfect example and you know get that mm-hmm. for the family mm-hmm. just get it mm-hmm. so it's not like I also felt relief when I got it. it's not like for me it was the big success story yeah um, for it, me it was also completely expected interesting to do interesting. it because I feel like it's it's uncommon in Germany to get at least I don't know was that when did you even aspire to that when was do you remember the first time you thought of aspiring to the like 1.0 is what it's called in germany i mean as soon as it was a thing as soon as i entered that time those years okay it was clear that of course i had to get it interesting because i had to be the best at everything okay okay because that was the only way for you in my like very abstractly said to have a chance to also be the best at everything because i had to set the best example Interesting. Okay, that's very interesting that you also felt relief rather than just getting it. Yeah, Okay. absolutely. I I do also think that my character is very much geared towards that. Yeah, 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 to be perfect, be perfect in everything. So I'm sure that it's even more extreme in me than in other older siblings. And maybe yours is also more geared towards pleasing. But by the way, something that when you said like charismatic and, and with older siblings more intellectually yeah. oriented i do think that between the two of us certain 
I would say, very uh, rational, I don't, can you say rational subject? Mathematics mm -hmm. came easier to you than mm -hmm. to me. And I mean, let's... F f to, Although you had us, chemistry in your A-level. I did have chemistry in A-level. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I still don't know why I did that. No, I don't regret it at all. I just still think, like, I don't know if I would... But you know, yeah, I think again. I would agree that maybe in the, like, logical thinking... Logical thinking, exactly. Yeah. And I know, and I f still think that you are, you are smarter than me in the logical... In that in the area. Purely, yeah, in the purely yeah, logical okay. area. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I remember that in around sixth, seventh grade, especially in mathematics, there were so many things that I didn't immediately understand that you had to explain to me and then I understood them. When and I was in seventh grade, by the way, I know. I, I know. wrote my legendary, which would be in English a D, a D, D. the first and last in my school <laughs> career. And I can tell you it was the end of the world for me. I know. And I no remember. one made a big deal out of it. Not the teacher, not my mom, not my dad, nobody. But for me, it felt like the world yeah. had just ended. Yeah, no, I, I, and I understand that. I mean, I mean it's ridiculous. I understand. I know it's ridiculous, but I understand yeah. it. Yeah. And I also, I have to say, because what, what I was going to say about the whole logical thing is that I think you got your good grades simply through knowing studying. everything mm -hmm. and not, not just studying, but simply through like doing all the right, doing what was expected mm -hmm. from you in the right way. And I think I got my good grades, I mean, also through that, but especially through more being very, very present mm -hmm. in the classroom and much more... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? What's that? I can imagine you being very present. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, looking you back to You also got it, the award of the biggest talker or something yeah. like this. And I have to say, thinking back to who I was then, I do cringe sometimes. And I do sometimes feel the need I got to apologize to my classmates. Brain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so I, I think yeah. I definitely got it more through like an all-round personality geared being a good student, mm -hmm. and you were much more like you just knew the stuff, you just wrote the good yeah. notes, you just got the points you yeah, know what I mean yeah. um, and I mean in the end we both got the points yeah. so that's okay yeah. but I, I'm just saying like, I, I, I remember that was probably the most clear feeling of I just I just cannot be worse than mm -hmm. you in that I mean I, I, I could not live with, with mm -hmm. myself if I was worse than you in that because it yeah. was such a you know it's, it's a number you either have the number you don't have the number yeah. no I understand it I want to get to one last pro for the younger sibling um, and then I don't know if anything because we basically talked about yeah. so much already mm -hmm. if there's anything missing yeah. uh, just say it but um, for me this is I would say the biggest pro that exists mm -hmm. for the younger sibling mm -hmm. maybe you already know what I want to say but it is that you have this I mean very like uh, simply said you have an eternal protector and mm -hmm. not that that not that the older one doesn't have a protector and the younger one because we also do mm -hmm. but I do think it's a bit different and I also feel it inside of me and in all the things I read it's always mentioned mm -hmm. that the kind of protection that a, mm -hmm. an older sibling feels over the younger one is unparalleled like mm -hmm. you can no one is allowed to touch that younger sibling in a bad way you know like mm -hmm. it's it's just not allowed and also this being there for the for the younger sibling I think is stronger from the older's perspective than vice versa, also because probably the older one doesn't exude the the, the feeling of needing mm -hmm, the younger mm -hmm, one so strongly. Mm -hmm, so, I mean, it's mm -hmm. maybe also the older sibling's fault, but I do believe mm -hmm. that knowing that you have a person in life that has your back literally no matter what mm -hmm. is, I mean, incredible. Yeah. No, I, I, I do believe that that is a pro. I also think that between us, for example, you are much more often the person to write to me, how did a concert go? Mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. when you know that I was worrying yeah, about something, yeah. then I would write to you, how did it go? Right. I know that you were worrying about something or to check I mean, you also in. write, let's just say. You know, of course, yeah, but, but you're much more, you have, like, you, I'm much you're, it's more, always on my mind. your yeah. back of your mind. And I worry also more about yeah, you than you worry that's about true. me. That's true, that's true. For sure. I mean, that's what I have to say. I have to say one more pro of being a younger sibling that I've come to realize now very strongly, which is, but maybe it's also a, a more of an us thing that I feel like because I've been so part of like, so close to the process of you having kids, mm -hmm. both through pregnancy, then when you gave birth. Yeah. And then was present at my birth. I mean, 
not at my birth, but at the birth of my kids. <laughs> at the birth, yes, of the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, because during the first one, I was doing the festival, which was... Second born with second born, going together. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so because I was there at the birth and then, you know, I, I was there at so close to you in all the like general stages of diaper changing, sleep training, mm-hmm. uh, all these things. And now I'm like watching you pick out kindergartens for them, everything that goes into that. I feel that this whole having kids is far less of a mystery mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. than I'm sure it is for a firstborn who of course has parents, yeah. <laughs> but also all like the practical things, you know, like the, the practical having to go get the passport, having to do all these things. Like I'm kind of per- peripherally always aware of what's mm-hmm. happening in in your in you raising them and which things you're also laying high value on and stuff so all I have to do is maybe think of huh what maybe other priorities do I want to have or the same priorities yeah. but I know so much more about it and I feel far less uh, scared of that far more capable of that because I'm like yeah I've already seen someone do yeah. it and I know all the step to step thing which I think is a huge pro because yeah. fear of doing something wrong when you have kids I think is very prevalent and it's not like I'm not going to have it it's just I feel like I'm going to have a much more practical approach to it mm. because I was able able to see you do it for sure yeah I think it goes hand in hand with this paving the way or being the first to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's kind of the same same thing Mm -hmm. but yeah I think we we covered a lot in the end what's the harder position nobody knows (laughs) I mean the statistics definitely say that the older siblings seem to have a more successful life traditionally successful traditionally successful so traditional success which I could argue today's world is not what is needed most. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. So maybe the youngest are the ones that are thriving in our generation. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> but yeah, it's a subject that always comes up in yes. different situations. We yes. say like typical firstborn, typical secondborn. Especially born. when we see uh, like your two kids being yeah. together and then something, for example, I mean... Oh, oh my God. One big point that I forgot that okay. now I'm thinking of you two is that you have, in when, when you're older, you have this profound cheerleader in the mm-hmm. younger sibling. That's I mean, true. you the, the fact that you just feel adored automatically, like the younger sibling looks up to you automatically, which means that you have a pretty basic understanding of, I must be kind of awesome. <laughs> and you have a higher self-confidence. Exactly, higher self-confidence yeah. because this yeah. person wants to be like me. You it's know? true. So I think what the protector is to the younger, the cheerleader is to the older. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. No, that's true. And I, I also must admit that that doesn't happen the other way around. Mm-hmm. It's never the older one that tries to so, like, yeah. really be yeah. be cool like yeah, the young yeah. one. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's definitely, it's a big, it, it makes mm-hmm. a difference. I also see it in, in my kids yeah. already. Yeah, it's super strong. Super strong. Yeah. So um, I just realized that we're already failing at this podcast because we actually thought to introduce each episode with something that annoyed us oh, about yes. each other. <laughs> um, because we are agreeing on so many things, yeah, yeah, we thought yeah, that yeah, it yeah. would be cool to actually start every episode with something that annoyed us about each other in this week. And we forgot to do that. So let's just do it right now. Okay, let's do it right now. Okay, but usually this will be at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> if we manage. Very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, do you want to go first or shall I go okay, first? Okay, I go first. I mean, basically, what annoyed me. There is actually one very basic thing that, the thing that we've already spoken about, which is that these water glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of using that too. Okay, these water glasses. So the situation is we've got many water glasses. We are generally, yes, I tend to maybe sometimes, you know, use two or three at the same time, depending on which room I'm in. Okay, I'm going to glass that. hoarder. In any case, the amount of times I leave a glass on the kitchen counter, fully expecting it to be there when I come back, and then it's just in the dishwasher, <laughs> and then it's just cleaned. And then I'm like, or no, no, clean would be one thing. It's in the dishwasher, which means the glass is gone, right? And then I'm just like, yeah, but I was going to drink that water. Well, there was a glass here next to this piano for, I would say, five days. Then... With water inside. Then Kiveli accidentally somehow like put her body against it and the water (laughs) spilled. And I said, 
maybe it's time to put the glass upstairs. And the next day it was still there. <laughs> because I like having a glass down here for if I forget to bring a Got glass it. when I start practicing, okay. having one here that I can just always just plop underneath just a waterfall. Just know that faucet. I do it out of love. No, I know I that try to love. like just do it because I think, okay, why are all these glasses here? Just try to like yeah. do it silently. Sometimes, I mean, let's face it, sometimes you should just do it completely subconscious. You see just plates or glasses or things <laughs> on the counter them. and just everything is just away because you just feel like okay now I just have two minutes I'm just gonna clean everything up and I'm like yeah. you cleaned my strategy as well <laughs> my drinking strategy okay I'm sorry I'm sorry about that no, no don't be sorry it's totally fine um, okay so what okay. annoyed me is um, it's actually thing? I, I was literally thinking of using that I'm not kidding I was thinking of saying that you're a glass hoarder that that annoys me but I opted for actually a more like serious thing um, which which actually well you'll see what it is it is that Kiveli is usually always in an amazing mood she's always <gasps> like spirits high everything and in this past week you had like I think in the end three down days yes. which I mean is annoys maybe the wrong word but I was kind of shocked by it <laughs> I I don't know. I wasn't used to that. Yeah. I'm used to seeing you and you're like, yeah, let's do this. And yeah. Yeah. and then suddenly you were like down and not avoiding me, but kind of like mm. taking your space. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I guess I just, I just missed you. <laughs> well, yeah. And I can't really say, I the only thing that I, that I think I also told you about then when you, when we were talking yeah. about it is that, um, you, in the you know, 11 years that we were living apart, when we would see each other, it would obviously be like, We're seeing each other. Yeah. We're investing energy in each other. And that I am very extrovert and everything, but then sometimes there are some situations where for no particular reason, probably, I don't know, hormonal or something, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I want to be, I want to be, I don't know, I want to be alone. It's for no, yeah. I can't really explain yeah. why it was. But, but I'm super back in high spirits. <laughs> no, it caught me off guard. And <laughs> <laughs> it caught me off guard and it also made me realize how I, maybe even kind of like depend on your, you know, positive vibes when you're there. I kind of expect them already to You be can there. absolutely continue to depend on the positive vibes. It's so, not going yeah. to go away. This yeah. was uh, the beginning of the episode right now. That was the beginning <laughs> of the end of the beginning. Um, And to end, we thought that we would always um, say one personal story that we have about each other from either the recent or the very far, far, far away yes. past. And I... I picked one. Do you want me to go first? I feel like we've picked the same one. Okay. I we picked one related what, to the subject. Exactly. Because yeah. we said we would... I mean, we, there are so many funny and entertaining yeah. and sentimental stories that we know of each other that we decided to always try and pick one story related to the subject. Yeah. And since this was like stories pertaining to the older and younger sibling situation... You feel like um, we picked the same one? I feel like we picked the same story. Okay. Well, I mean, I can start telling it. And if, if we have picked like... the same story, I'm going to just say it from my perspective. Okay. 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 So, um, basically, the story is one that I find demonstrates It's the, the perks story. of It's the, the younger story. story. <laughs> It's the same Perfectly. Story. Because Kiveli was getting into the partying It's the scene. <laughs> And was too young to enter the club or disc or bar, whatever it was. So she used my ID, a perk that I never had as the oldest sibling because there was no one looking like me that was magically four years older. So, of course, I was totally rooting for her and gave her that ID and was like, you go, girl, you party. Just make sure not to lose the ID. And Kiveli was very responsible with it for herself. But then, and that's the little twist in this story, decided to give it to a friend that, let's all remember, was Asian looking, straight black hair. So not anything that looks remotely like this face. I'm hiding. On the ID. <laughs> and thought that it would be perfectly fine for her to use that ID to get into the club. Needless to say, it did not work. That ID ended at the police. <laughs> And had to be picked up at the police. And um, just, I mean, you can now say it from your perspective, but just a little addition to that story is that years later, same situation in the USA. We were already older, but again, no, you were not 21. <laughs> of really course, bad. again, Danai is totally there with the ID. And I lost and your credit also card. also the credit card because we said, you know, maybe the, the, 
person at the door might not believe you could just have the ID, so also take the credit card. But please just take care of it. And trusting again, of course, and Kiveli lost the credit card. Literally, I had to block it. Okay. Right. So <laughs> I would like to say that I'm usually very responsible with things. Yeah, and you were responsible and, um, with, and, and, with and the, the, really, the first story. I mean, there was like really, so, there was really some bad karma situations <laughs> going there because it was too okay. The, the, the one with the Chinese friend was no karma situation. That was just um, stupid stupidity <laughs> on my part. But the, the the credit card thing. I mean, I, I to this day I don't understand how I lost it. I was so careful with it, and then when you asked me for it, it wasn't there. It was so weird because and, I, I mean, in both situations, I wasn't angry, right? I mean, you were not angry. No, no, no. no. But uh, <laughs> the situation with the friend, <laughs> I also. Basically, what happened was that I, I, I wasn't allowed to go out a lot, okay? So because I wasn't allowed to go out a lot, I probably didn't really have a good idea of what passes through, um, what are they called? Bouncers? Door, yeah, bouncers. Bouncers, doormen. Or what doesn't pass. Now, my common sense told me that an Asian girl with a Greek girl's passport, it was your passport, it was your, or was it your, your ID? I don't remember that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No. I think it was your passport with a, with a, with a passport of a Greek girl. Probably is not going to go through. But what everyone was telling me, because by the way, the situation was the reason why it even happened is we because we were going out and I had to leave earlier because I had to go home already earlier than all the other people, and I they also were had still to leave earlier when I was and they were still going out, still like continue to go out. Yeah, yeah. And my friend was also not um, eighteen or eighteen. 16. I think it was probably a, the, eighteen. A 16, if she wanted 18 to situation. Yeah, yeah, stay yeah. past midnight. Exactly. Yeah. And everyone was telling me that, yeah, at this particular club we're going to go to, um, no one really looks at the idea. It's just that she has something in her hand and she's, you know, with all these above 18 people. Trust me, it's just that she has something. I was like, okay. And I was kind of peer pressure into it. And I was also like, okay, maybe he just really doesn't look at it and it's fine and it's okay. So then... She went with it, and then she called me crying that evening. She was like, I don't know, and then they just took it, and, da, 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 da. and, and I was like, Sh-. and I remember the <laughs> nerves and anxiety that I had before I called you, because you were not at home at that uh, yeah, point. Yeah. I don't know why you weren't, maybe you already didn't live home, probably, and you just, that's why I think you're giving me your passport, because you had your idea, and you'd give uh, me yeah. your passport. Mm-hmm. In any case, and I still remember, I still see me pacing up and down, like, you know, this front portion of our garden, <laughs> and like calling you, and being like, okay, should I like make up an excuse? No, I'll just be super honest. I'm just gonna say, and I remember I called you, and the friend said, Did I, please don't be angry, I made a big mistake, I'm so, so <laughs> I sorry. I, I I already have a solution, because I remember I called the police first and I remember I'd already like kind of cleared up that like you know yeah. my mom was gonna go and get in everything and I was like I'm so sorry this and this happened it'll never happen again I totally understand if you never want to give me your ID again I'm so so sorry I felt so bad and I was so afraid and I was just there and I was like huh, I'm, I'm taking full responsibility for it I totally get it please don't be mad and you weren't mad at all you were like it's okay, Kimberly. It's fine. It's okay. Like, I understand, you know? And you were like, you were like super understanding. But I was so afraid. <laughs> That's, yeah, I don't know. For me, like, all these stories, I mean, also, like, those were like probably the most serious ones yeah, that we've had yeah, yeah. with ID or something. Yeah. But for me, I was like always. I don't know, I thought it was cool, like funny, you know, cool, yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. And I was always like totally I have, rooting okay, for you. Okay, just because we had the same story, I have actually one really other cool story with, with, with that situation, with like the older, younger, similar looking. Basically, we studied at the same university. And um, in the university, there was this rule that if you miss like a certain amount oh, yeah. of lecture should i say that or might someone hear it and then i'm gonna like no i already have the, i already have the degree i don't want to take it away from me again so just don't mention the you, course exactly if you if you um have missed a couple a certain amount of classes a certain amount of lectures then you don't get that signature and you don't get you don't you don't get credit for that class and i think in the winter semester it was three classes you were allowed to miss and both the nine and i we're already playing a lot of concerts when we started studying. So not because we were kind of, we didn't want to go to the classes because we wanted to party or something. We just couldn't go because of the concerts. And we always kind of tried to find alternative solutions. We would give like extra essays, we had to write extra essays, mm. to kind of make up for lost hours. We had these arrangements with some of the professors. 
But there was this one notorious class where like this professor just, you just couldn't negotiate with yeah. that person. Either you were there or you were not there. And if you were not there, you just didn't get the signature. And then I got asked to play on a cruise ship on the MS Europa, which was like a trip that started in Mexico and ended... Very like, fun, very, very fun, fun engagement. Engagement, like started in Mexico and then go went through like Honduras and Panama and Guatemala and Nicaragua and ended back in Mexico. And I just had to play like three concerts on the cruise ship and that was it. And I got like the entire cruise ship like experience because of that. Uh, and I obviously wanted to do that. <laughs> and it was... Of course, I had that one class that I could miss. So I asked the night to take the like, to go to the class instead of me. And because it was like an auditorium, it was one of the few music courses in an auditorium. So she went and sat in the back and like had like her just hair and everything, hair up and everything. And she like was there and took it. And, and, and actually, funny- she, she, I was like she spoke to me because it was some <laughs> Greek mythological subject I don't even remember. And she said, "Oh, Kiveli, you can definitely tell us something about it." And I. <laughs> I literally was acting like Kiveli Durkin. And then I remember the next week when I went back and had the class, everyone was like, Kiveli, you looked so different last week. Interesting. And I was like, (laughs) anyway, I got the signature. Thank you very much. (laughs) Once we also had a passport control at the border, we literally changed. (laughs) Was was, it there? It was in China. I remember. We literally changed passports just for fun, just to test it. Yeah. Totally worked. That I remember, and and, I, and and afterwards I thought like, why would we do it in China? Why not like you know on Lesbos or something? But we went through the entire security with exchange passwords. Yeah. It's true. So maybe we are more similar than we think. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think that uh, we're done. Up the episode. <laughs> I think that we're nice. definitely done. And uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this. And join us again next week. You're listening to The Sister Drill with Danai and Kiveli.